Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Bacon Games Fantasy or Bacon Games Podcast. Jeez. Just Bacon Games Podcast. We do we do more things than just fantasy sports here. Actually, we do we don't really do too much fantasy sports here, but we will. But um we're getting back into the uh you know off-season I want to say tradition, but not tradition. We'll make it a tradition, but the off-season, you know, collection of thoughts. I'm here by myself, um, and we're doing the Tennessee Titans today. So this is the Tennessee Titans off-season discussion, and I'm ready to roll. I'm just going to ask myself a bunch of questions that I already have answered, and we'll just talk about the um, Titans offseason, and I will do this as unbiasedly as I can, and part of the reason why I didn't do this with a um, person is because oh, I don't know too many Titans fans that I trust enough to know a lot on the subject, and I also um, <laughs> feel like we would disagree a lot. It might not get too productive stuff done, but that is what it is. Um, so the first thing I want to ask is, like I ask most of the people, is... <clears throat> Looking back on the 2020 NFL uh, season, how did it make you feel? Was it a good season or a bad season? They made the playoffs, obviously, in a division with two good teams. They did win the division, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they won, not not uh, Indianapolis. It was one of the two, whatever, I'm not going to remember. But anyway, this was a great season for the Titans. Uh, Tannehill was a killer with two great wide receivers. Henry was running all over the place. Uh, that dude was insane. Honestly, the line held up a lot better than I thought it would after losing Conklin. Um, the playoff game wasn't great. Baltimore kind of had one of the best teams in the NFL last year. Uh, it definitely wasn't a total loss. Um, I was very happy to see them destroy Indy after they lost them the first one because, look, as much as I hate Indy and as much as I hate Tennessee, Tennessee was the better team that year. It, it was pretty clear to me, at least. Um, even with the defense, you know, numbers-wise not showing up, uh, Tennessee was definitely the better team that year. And they showed it in the second game. The first game was a little bit of a fluke. They, Indianapolis should have lost, uh, for sure. And yeah, we won't get too much into that, but... Yeah, Tennessee was definitely the better year. So they, they had a really good season. They were the best team in the division, and they probably will be again this year, uh, even with the loss of Corey Davis. But anyway, um, the next question I had was, how good is Ryan Tannehill, and uh, will he struggle without Corey Davis? Now, <clears throat> I'll say it, and I'll say it forever. Tannehill is a top-10 quarterback in the NFL, and uh, I don't know if people are just aware of that uh, at all. I feel like people aren't. I'm a huge Corey Davis stan, um, but Ryan will be fine on his own. I, I think I can call him Ryan. Uh, he still is one of the best wide receivers, if not the best uh, wide receiver in the NFL right now in A.J. Brown. Honestly, after this season, I think he'll definitely be in that conversation. of He's definitely in the top three right now, and he, he could be the top guy for sure uh, by the end of the year. Uh, Tannehill was ranked fifth uh, overall as quarterback from PFF. He had a 90, uh, an above 90 grade in passing, which was insane. Um, he was great all year. He's been great for them. Getting away from Gase, getting away from Miami, where he wasn't even that bad, honestly, was a blessing. Getting to a team that can protect him reasonably well and have good options in the receiving, uh, you know, end of it, and also a good running back to go along with it really helps him out, but he's a great quarterback. And he's a very good quarterback, and he's a quarterback that I still believe you can win a Super Bowl with. Absolutely. I, I don't I don't know if people know that or even care about that, but he's definitely a guy that, that they can do it with, for sure. They should improve that defense a little bit. All right. Um, let's talk. The next question I had is let's talk about the... Uh, 2020, uh, excuse me, the 2020 rookie class from the Titans. Um, how do you think, I'm asking myself, how do you think they fared in 2020 and what do you think of them beyond? Um, let's see. Uh, let's just take this player by player. Um, the first one was Isaiah Wilson. Uh, honestly, I really liked him coming out of the NFL. 
Um, or uh, coming into the NFL, not out of the NFL, although he is out of the NFL right now. But I really liked him coming into the N- uh, into the NFL. They uh, this is a good choice because they really needed a tackle after losing Conklin. And Wilson, I don't think is a bad player, but yeah, the offseason uh, issues were whew, real bad, and uh, yeah, couldn't really do much about that. There's no long term future. He's not with the team anymore. I think he resigned with someone, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely bad. Um, the second pick was Christian Fulton. Um, he's going to be great. Uh, when Farley hopefully comes back and heals up and is 100%, they're going to have a really, really good uh, 1-2 cornerback punch for a while. And I hate that so much. They're going to be a scary duo going forward. I believe that 100% um, after Joris Jenkins leaves. He signed a two-year contract, but I think he'll be gone possibly after this year, depending, but may- maybe not. Or maybe send a three-year deal to two-year out. We'll talk about that later. But um, Fulton was a great pick. Honestly, he should have gone in the first round. I think it was a steal, and he will continue to uh, bear fruits going forward. Very, very excited about him. Uh, the third pick was uh, Don... Darrington Evans Evans whatever he's a fine backup from App State you know honestly third round is a little high for you know using running back when you already have Derrick Henry but I think they know that the tracks are gonna come off because there's so much tread on those tires uh the tra- train tracks are gonna come off because he is like a train you know get him going he's a locomotive when he gets up to full speed can't fucking stop him kind of like a train um but you catch him early and he'll go down obviously that is what if you watch any film or any games with the Titans you know that's Derrick Henry and that's like that's what he is which is good you know enough seems like so far but getting a backup sure I guess it makes sense eventually he will you know collapse could be this year could be next year and getting it back in the third round is fine um there really wasn't much else to talk about um honestly uh the rest of those draft picks were pretty un- unimpactful and I don't really know too much about them too so I don't want to speak erroneously or I don't want to speak in error or I don't want to talk shit about them when I don't know shit about them so yeah that is what it is um let's now talk about some big moves for Tennessee in the offseason um first we're going to go with departures Corey Davis he left for the Jets uh, I think it's a bigger loss than a lot of people think he signed a pretty big deal with the Jets three years 39 million I think it was 13 per year um I think he's worth that money and the Jets have money to throw so it kind of made sense but yeah, um, they didn't really replace him at all. They got Josh Re- Reynolds, and uh, I put in my notes, th- use throw-up emoji. Don't really know how, how I thought that was going to translate to a, this kind of format where it's just audio. But uh, yeah, throw-up emoji. Um, the Jets got a steal in taking Davis, honestly, away. I think he's going to be a really good player. He will live up to that. Mm, I don't think he'll live up to that top five potential, I think, or top ten potential, whatever he was taking at. But um, he's really coming on strong. I think him and Mims are going to be great for the Jets for, for a long time, or at least the next three years, as long as he's there. Uh, for sure. And it's a big loss. They didn't really replace him. So it's, again, getting back to the Titan-centric uh, portion or, yeah, portion of this podcast, whatever, the Titan-centric podcast. Uh, this is a big loss, and they really didn't replace him with anyone. And uh, it is a big, big mad, or big sad. Um, the next one, they lost to Jory Jackson to the, to the Giants. Uh, I think the Giants overpaid him. It was about $13 million per year. Maybe that's where I'm getting that, that stat from. Um, maybe they did pay Corey Davis less. I, I think they did, but it was $13 million a year for Jackson. Um, I don't think it was worth it. it it's another three-year deal. I think the Giants overpaid. Um, you know, Jackson was good before the injuries last year, but I I think I'd err on the side if he might not be good, or at least not worth the money going forward, so I get why they let him go. Honestly, um, I think they made way better moves in signing Janoris Jenkins and, uh, you know, adding talent through the draft. That was just worth it, rather than Rasai Jackson. They did a really good job of addressing this. They didn't do a good job of addressing wide receiver, and there are a lot of wide receivers out there still to get. Um, but yeah, getting um, getting rid of Jackson was, was a door Jackson was fine here. All right, the next one was Johnny Smith to the Pats. Um, you really can't compete with the Pats when they uh, really want a tight end, am I right? They overpay probably for Johnny, but um, honestly, <clears throat> teams have to pay overpay for guys in free agency. That's just what happens. Um, I, I do like Ferkser a lot, and honestly, I was never really wowed by Johnny, at least in the passing game. Uh, Ferkser is a cheaper, maybe even a better option than Johnny, so this was fine letting him go, honestly. Uh, this is probably the right move again. 
letting two you know stars in quotation marks go kind of doesn't look great for the fans and look great for the organization but uh you shouldn't have paid john uh johnny or dory i don't think i don't think they were worth it especially with the backups that they have or the ways that they addressed all right jadavion Clowney lost to the browns um seemed like no one really wanted him he got a one-year eight million dollar deal uh that was kind of weird uh honestly i think he was not great, obviously, but I think he got a lot more shit than he deserved. He was pretty good with this team, honestly. He didn't really put up the sack numbers. Uh, he had a lot of pressures, and he also was great in the run game. People really don't talk about Jadavion Clowney there, but he, he's great in the run game, and that's important. Obviously, they needed pass rushers, which is why they, you know, we'll talk about it next while they signed Bud Dupree. So I want to get some sacks, because I think they had 19. I think I mentioned that, but I think they had 19, which was one above the Jaguars last year. Kind of cringe, bro. Um... But yeah, so letting Clowney go, I guess, kind of made sense. I don't know. I would have taken Clowney for a one-year $10 million deal to, to, to stay with the Titans, honestly. But I guess they didn't want to go that way. They have Harold Landry on the other side, who's pretty good, too. But um, I would rather have Clowney than Bud, honestly, 100%. It, it, it's not really close for me. All right. We are going to talk about Malcolm Butler went to Arizona. Um, I think it was probably time to let him go. He's 31 years old, I'm pretty sure, or, or around that age. Um, this is a fine draft uh, move. You know, they, they have Farley. They have Janoris Jenkins. They have... Uh, Kristen Fulton, they got plenty of cornerbacks. They could use maybe Butler for depth, honestly, but, um, they addressed this, uh, position enough in the offseason, and I think it's just fine, you know? All right, so we've done with the subtractions. There were some pretty, you know, decent subtractions there, honestly, um, but let's move to the additions. They signed Bud Dupree for five years, $82 million, and like I was talking a little bit about before, this was a way big overpay, way overpay. Um, they've been out after two years, and I bet my bottom dollar they exercise it since he'll be 29 years old, and he won't be worth the money at that point. Um, he's not a big believer in Bud Dupree, but he was in a good line uh, with the Steelers, and he put up some pretty good numbers, and now he's going to what I think is a pretty dang good line um, in uh, in Tennessee, so maybe he puts up those numbers again, but I don't know if he's worth it, so, you know, we'll see. I think if you keep clowning and you, you add a guy like Autry to this, this line, and you know, you get him working with a full off season and, and get him there. Howard Landry's gets another year under him. I think he's really good too. Um, this this will be a this would be a really good line, an even better line, I think, with Bud. But Bud does get to the quarterback. I think mostly because of the help he gets, but he does get to the quarterback. It's no denying that. I just don't think the sacks will translate. Um, the next one, so I get, I mean, if I was giving this like grades, I, I think I'd give it like below a C. It's definitely below the halfway, probably like a D plus. Pretty sure I already gave it that when I rated uh, free agency transactions, but whatever. All right. Let's talk about uh, Autry, Danico Autry. They got a three-year, $21 million deal, and uh, this is a great signing. I know he's 31 years old, but he's definitely still worth the money. There's an out in two years anyway if you want to get him out when he's 33 years old. That'll, that's fine. Um, honestly, moving him and getting him uh, from the Colts, who desperately need uh, line help, uh, which they addressed a little bit in the draft, but um, they desperately needed line help. Uh, taking him and moving him to a team like the Titans is great, honestly. I love this signing. I think it was great. I, I definitely differ from PFF on this. PFF definitely had him a lot lower and didn't think this was a great signing, but I'm a big fan of him. I really like what I saw at Autry, um, especially in the run game. He's really good. And that's kind of what you want in a defensive interior. You know, you definitely want them to rush the passer, i.e. Aaron Donald, but you know, there aren't that many Aaron Donalds, but and there aren't that many Diego Autrys, especially at three years, 21 million, seven per year. So really good deal. I think it's definitely worth it. Um, the next guy that I've talked about, obviously, before is uh, General Jenkins, two years, $15 million. It's another steal in the offseason. He was the best cornerback in New Orleans last year. And, I mean, Lattimore was um, much... He was a lot better as the year went on. But Jenkins was still a very good player all year. A uh, better player than Butler and Jackson combined, especially for a team looking to make a run this year. I really like it. Uh, big fan of signing. Not too much else, honestly, going on here. I feel like I need to talk about additions. You know, we talked about Josh Reynolds. Or at least I mentioned Josh Reynolds a little bit. And I'm not a Josh Reynolds truth. I don't think he's very good. 
Um, and especially he's not good enough to fill the, the role uh, left behind by Corey Davis. It's re really not even close. Um, and honestly, that's my biggest criticism of their additions and subtractions of the offseason. They let too many offensive weapons go, i.e. two. It didn't replace them with anything. I, like I said, I like Ferkser. I think he's fine. He's a pretty good, cheap replacement for there, for sure. But yeah, um, signing Josh Reynolds to replace Corey Davis is hell yeah. They also drafted someone we'll talk about, and I don't think that was the right pick either. Um... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm also disappointed. I will say, you know, I mentioned fantasy at the top of the show. I am also a little bit disappointed that they didn't add anyone for fantasy because that would have shot Taney's value all the way up. I think if they added someone like Kenny Galladay, it went too late. There were a lot of good wide receivers in there that didn't go. Also, if they drafted a wide receiver, that would have been better too. Come on. Um, let, let's go to the next question. Let, let's, uh, the question is, let's adjust the defense from last year and how the defense looked this year. And I will say, last year, it wasn't great. They were top 10 in yards allowed. But also, they had a lot of uh, plays runs against them. I think they were top three, the second most passing TDs allowed, but they also had the seventh most turnovers forced. I get it. They were really bad at some points, and they were passed on like crazy. Yeah, here we go. They all, also only had 19 sacks, which is one higher than the Jaguars with 18. That's pretty embarrassing. Um, their uh, pressure percentage is also very low. Look, they didn't get to the quarterback much. I get it. Um, but I still think the personnel was very good last year on film, and I... Or, I mean, at least I think it wasn't as bad as uh, the stats would suggest. Harold Landry is a much better player than people give him credit for. Um, having a line, like I mentioned before, with Landry, Simmons, Autry, and even Bud, who I don't really like that much, and a secondary that has Caleb Farley, Janoris Jenkins, Christian Bolton, Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker. I just don't see how this can be a bad defense next year unless they get hurt and have to deal with a situation they dealt with last year with Butler and stuff. And I don't know if they will. I mean, Fulton already, you know, dealing with whatever. But still, I mean, this is a young honestly, and very, very good defense. Most of these guys, I think, um, uh, you know, besides the proven bets like Jenkins, Autry, and Bud, this team is very young. Hooker's 22, Byard's 27, which is a little bit older, but he's still very good. Uh, Fulton, Farley are 22, Simmons is 23, and Landry's 25. Honestly, watch out for this team next year. They're going to be way better on defense as long as they stay, stay healthy. I I'm really just very hype here, and I saw a lot of good stuff on film with these guys last year, and I just hate how good I think this team is going to be, because I think they're probably, oh, we'll talk about what I think about at the end, but they're definitely making it back to the playoffs. There, there's no doubt in my mind that they don't make it back. The defense is going to be way better. Like, I think I outlined a little bit before. I realized the stats weren't there, but I saw a decent amount on film. I watched all their games last year. I'm a big fan, um, and I just love the talent. It's getting a little bit older. It's getting a little bit better. I'm really excited for Fulton's second year step up, and uh, hopefully for their sake, at least, not for my sake. Uh, Farley gets healthy and gets back to, you know, where he was, you know, before the injury. Spinal injury, though, can be tough, you know? Um, but yeah, okay. I just hate how good they're going to be. Now let's move on to the draft. Um, <laughs> I just can't wait to get into it. Uh, I'm lolling so hard because <laughs> we'll see. All right. Um, in case you missed my draft recap, uh, podcast stuff, I didn't think I went to every draft, but you'll recognize some of these picks and how I feel about them. Uh, for the first round with, uh, 22, Caleb Farley gave that an A minus. Dylan Raddins, I gave it a B in the second round. In the third round, I gave Monty Rice a B. Another third round pick, pick 100. I gave Elijah Molden A plus for them. Desert Patrick, the wide receiver that they drafted in the fourth round, I don't really know anything about him. Not really sure why, uh, how good he's going to be. Not really a huge fan, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, in the fourth round, they also drafted Rashad Weaver, who I give an A plus. Um, they also got Racy McMath, who I have no idea what the fuck that name is. What a fucking weird name. Didn't scout him. Not really sure how good he's going to be. Um, and then finally, in the sixth round, they got Brady Breeze, which I gave a D. So honestly, besides like the last few picks, I gave them A minus, B, B, A plus, A plus, and then two question marks, and then finally a D. So uh, I think I like this draft a lot. Um, I, but, but let's just get the bad stuff out of the way first, because there really isn't much of it. And if uh, 
you didn't know this from one of my fa- this is one of my favorite drafts from the 2021 season. Probably would slot in about seven out of my top drafts, but they do have two A pluses as well, which is pretty crazy. I don't think any other team has that. Maybe Detroit, but um, this is a great draft. Uh, I, I don't know much about Des Patrick, like I said before, um, but he isn't the replacement to Davis that, that I want him to be. And Brady Breeze wasn't even worth the seventh rounder, in my opinion, so I gave it a D. He was taking the sixth round. Probably could have given it an F. But yeah, these guys aren't very good. Uh, but the rest! Oh man, the rest. Either a B or higher. That's pretty crazy, honestly. The two A pluses were Molden and Weaver. Obviously, Molden is going to slot in well in the slot to play slot corner. Did I say slot enough? Probably not. Um, he honestly, I think it was my sixth or seventh cornerback on my big board. One of the most safe, one of the best, honestly, uh, slot corners that was coming out of this draft. And for real, like, like I said, Tennessee's going for it for sure this year. And he's going to slot in so well there in the slot. Very, very excited to get him. Um, yeah, uh, Weaver was great value, obviously. Uh, I don't want to call it now, but Weaver will be a great rotation, rotational guy. And when Bun doesn't pan out, uh, Weaver will be there to pick up the slack. I guess you can interpret that however you want, but I think Weaver, you know, is very good. And Bud Dupree is not that good. We'll see where that goes. Um, so Farley did fall in the draft. Uh, he, he went a little bit too far for me. The injury does scare me more than it did for others, honestly. The spinal injury. But uh, honestly, if we just roll with Jenkins and Fulton, uh, that's fine. And whenever Farley gets back, he can play in there too. If one of them gets injured, you know, Farley fills in. It's great to have depth. And you can just take it slow with Farley, honestly, which is great. Uh, they, they really are set up for success in the secondary, I think. Um, Monty Rice was good value in the third round, especially in a league that's missing good you know, starting overall traditional linebackers, trad linebackers. Uh, it was honestly a great draft. Uh, could have been higher on my list, uh, honestly. Uh, then seven, you know, thinking about this again, this could be top five. But yeah, I had it, I have it at about seven and uh, definitely a really good pick. Very, very excited about them. Uh, the prospects going forward. Not excited about them. They're on the Titans, but excited about the prospects going forward. You know, it is what it is. <clears throat> All right, let's talk. Oh, I guess we're already close to done. This is this would be a short one, huh? Yeah, I guess without a, without a podcast guest, it kind of just goes. You know, a little fast, but um, let's just talk finally about my reasonable, reasonable expectations for the Titans this year. Uh, I think another 11-win season is right at their alley, so 11-6 and six is good enough probably to win the division, uh, and I think they'll take it this year. You know, QB's good, defense is good, hopefully Henry doesn't fall apart, AJ Brown is probably a top five wide receiver, top three wide receiver, maybe the best in the league. Um, this is a good team. Not sure if they're Super Bowl bound, really, because of, you know, Baltimore and Kansas City. But um, they're definitely good enough to make the playoffs. And once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. Just ask Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay you know? Honestly. Um, and, uh, you know, finally recapping all this stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Titans this year. And I don't want to be. I really don't want to be. But it's too good of a team to ignore. They're better than the Colts. They're better than the Jaguars. They're better than Houston. It's not even close for Houston and Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville, I think, might surprise people possibly. Uh, depending on how good Lawrence is and how good of a coach or Meyer is. But... I, I think the defense being transformed will be important. And the Colts, man, I don't know what to think of their defense. You know, they added uh, defensive line help, which they desperately needed. They have Buckner already, but I'm not sure how good it is. I don't think the cornerbacks are very good. I know they're resigned Xavier Rhodes. Um, but they lost their starting safety. didn't really play that much, but uh, I don't know. It could, it could be a tough one for them this year, honestly. Uh, if Carson Wentz doesn't pan out, for sure. I like Pittman, and I'm glad he's getting upgraded quarterback because, you know, Phillip Rivers is, was a shit quarterback and was not good enough to be on a, a playoff team last year, honestly. Um, he did turn it on a little bit later in the season, but anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think the Colts are good enough. Obviously, Houston isn't good enough, especially if they don't have Deshaun Watson. They're not winning many games. I'm not a big Davis Mills fan, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, um, thanks for listening. This is a short one, because, uh, I mean, they did have a lot going on, but I just didn't really have anyone to bounce it off. But I, I thought it'd be good to just address this one, you know, as myself, just with my notes. 
um, and talk about how much I dislike Bud Dupree and how much I love uh, Ryan Tannehill, because that's that's really where, you know, the fun's at. But thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you know, have a good day, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.